For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Smart, fearless, and occasionally funny. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I need to draw your attention to a very important story. It has come out and been updated in the last 24 hours by Bloomberg News. The year after Black Lives Matter protests, the S&P 100, the top 100 companies in America, added more than 300,000 jobs. 94% of them went to people of color. Now, there are a couple of angles to take here. Bloomberg News takes one of the predictable ones, that this is this is good, that this is diversifying corporate America. And corporate America is largely disproportionately white. It needs to diversify. And after the George Floyd situation, they did. The U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission requires companies with 100 or more employees to report their workforce demographics each year. Bloomberg obtained the 2020 and 2021 data for 88 S&P 100 companies and calculated overall U.S. job growth at those firms. In total, they increased their U.S. workforce by 323,094 people in 2021, the first year after the Black Lives Matter protests. The overall job growth included 20,524 white workers. The other 302,570 jobs, or 94% of the headcount increase, went to people of color. People of color make up a minority of the U.S. population and in most cases are underrepresented at big U.S. companies. In 2021, Hispanic, Asian, and black people made up a vast majority of the added workers, a trend that analysts say is necessary to overcome their historic underrepresentation. The biggest shifts happened in less senior job categories. White people held fewer of those jobs in 2021 than they did in 2020, whereas thousands of people of color were added to the ranks. But the trend continued up the job ladder and top high-paid jobs, too. Companies increased their racial diversity among executives, managers, and professionals. White people still hold a disproportionate share of the top highly-paid jobs in the U.S. at S&P 100 companies. But the share of executive, managerial, and professional roles held by people of color increased by about two percentage points compared to 2020, more than double the average annual gains at big and mid-sized U.S. companies in previous years. Now, now, you can acknowledge it is a good thing to bring in diverse groups of people, particularly uh, intellectual diversity. 
Unless you're at a company like, say, Chick-fil-A. If you're at Chick-fil-A, you, you've got a unique corporate culture that is faith-based. You don't want to bring in intellectual diversity outside of that. It's one of the qualms a lot of people have with Chick-fil-A, for example, having a DEI department. There's no need for a company like Chick-fil-A to have DEI because if you diversify uh, it, it, to the for the sake of diversity, you will begin to diversify intellectually. At some point, your company will come to loggerheads with diverse intellectual ideas between do we open on Sunday or not? Uh, do we represent uh, our faith as a company or not? Uh, do we share these common core values that this company's always had? It, it could end a company like Chick-fil-A if they're not careful. But a Fortune 100 company of thousands of employees, that's less likely to happen. And there is something to be said for bringing in a diverse array of people. Historically in this country, college graduates have overwhelmingly been white. Uh, they have been favored in hiring, not necessarily because of the color of their skin, but because of their degrees and background. They get hired, they get promoted, and over time, corporate America is rather white. Having a diverse group of people come in over time and, and over and and begin to change the culture and diversify the culture, it's not really a bad thing. It can be discombobulating for people, but it's not bad. Except there's a problem. Let's go back to the key data point. This is really important that you understand this. The year after the George Floyd riots, they were in 2020, so this is 2021, the S&P 100 added 323,094 jobs. Of those 323,094 jobs, they hired 20,524 white people, 302,570,000 non-white people, or 94% of the hires went to non-white people. White people make up over 60% of the country. So there had to be a bias. There had to be a willful bias against white workers. And you can't do that under federal employment discrimination law. You can't discriminate. You can't discriminate in your hiring practices based on race or sex or, or a host of other immutable issues. You can't discriminate. And the data on its face makes clear that there was discrimination. When you've got 323,094 available jobs and 94% go to non-white people who make up over 60% of the country racially, you have clearly willfully discriminated. Now, they can say it was because they need to diversify, that diversity is good. That's an acceptable excuse, except in employment law. You can't willfully, racially discriminate. You can't say no blacks allowed, and you can't say no whites allowed. And the S&P 100 businesses clearly said no whites allowed. And undoubtedly, no white men allowed. If you're on the left, and, and the people, Bloomberg treats this as a great thing. Bloomberg treats this as, as a real success story. They don't even raise the red flag in their article that this is against the law.
In fact, what they do is they talk about how we're not talking about this. The Fortune one, the, the S&P 100 companies, they don't want to talk about that they engaged in institutionalized racism against white people. In the name of getting rid of institutionalized racism against non-white people, that they claim that because they have so many white people in their corporations, it's a sign of institutional racism. The mere presence of white people makes the company institutionally racist. That is their argument, except that argument falls in the face of what? Federal employment discrimination law. Nike is a clear-cut example of the overall trend. Black, Hispanic, and Asian people were added at almost every rank up and down the pipeline of the Beaverton, Oregon-based retailer. At the same time, the company lost white workers across the board. Amazon, which hired thousands of workers to meet demand from Americans stuck at home with stimulus checks, added people of all races and ethnicities across all job categories. Just over half the 200,000 workers that the company added in 2021 were black and Hispanic. Around a third of new managers and around a quarter of new executives were black and Hispanic. CVS Health Corporation looked similar to a typical company's growth in previous years. White people made up the majority of the job growth at the top, with people of color concentrated in low-level and often lower-paying jobs. The healthcare giant added 50,000 workers in 2021. Half were people of color, but most work in less senior roles. Apple was similar to Nike. Walmart CEO said the retailer was not as diverse as they wanted to be or aspired to be, while Nike and Lowe's were among many companies that joined 110, a group that aimed to get 1 million black employees, middle-class jobs within a decade. Meta, Microsoft, Pepsi, and Lowe's were among 39 firms that increased the number of black workers across all the top high-paying job categories, professionals, managers, and executives. Part of me says good for them, that's good, but also the lawyer in me that used to do employment discrimination law on behalf of employers, typically not not for those who claim discrimination, I'm like, eh, 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 warning, 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 you're disproportionately hiring uh, percentage-wise based on economic demographics. Uh, this is ripe for a federal investigation. This is ripe for the EEOC to raid your offices, seize your documents, and see if you are willfully discriminating. Because if you're sending 95% of the jobs to non-white people who make up over 60% of the country, you're more likely than not breaking federal employment law. If I were a Republican administration, I would be sending the Department of Justice and the EEOC to raid Nike's corporate headquarters tomorrow, demanding access to their employment hiring practices. Black, Hispanic, and Asian people were added at almost every rank up and down the pipeline at the Beaverton, Oregon-based retailer. At the same time, the company lost white workers across the board. That sounds like intentional discrimination to me. Now, listen, I realize that if you're on the left, you're progressive. If you're black, you're thinking, why is this bad? We've been shut out. Now we're, we're opening doors, and you're saying that's against the law. But here's the problem. You live by employment discrimination laws. You die by employment discrimination laws. You can't discriminate against a black employee. You can't decide, I would rather have the white guy than the black guy. You're not allowed to do that. But you're not allowed to do the opposite either. You're not allowed to say, I'd rather have the black guy than the white guy. You're not allowed to do that. It's against the law. It's no wonder that at the end of this, this story here, one of the things they talk about is how they're not really wanting to talk about this anymore. 
They don't they don't want to talk about their DEI stuff. They don't want to talk about their racial changes. In fact, they're lamenting that DEI can become and has become deprioritized. Now, this is a key paragraph here. Companies are reticent to talk about progress that several years ago they might have been keen to acknowledge, according to Esther Silver Parker, an independent consultant whose previous roles included helping Walmart develop its diversity, equity, and inclusion program. Mentions of diversity, equity, and inclusion on earnings calls and at conferences among Russell 3000 index companies fell by 54% in the third quarter, according to data compiled by Bloomberg. None of the half-dozen companies with the most notable diversity gains wanted to discuss them in detail. The stance is just do what we need to do and not talk about it, Silver Parker said. Let's fly under the radar. Let's not call attention to ourselves, but we know we have a moral obligation and a workplace obligation. They're largely admitting in the subtext of this that they can't talk about it because they'll be acknowledging they're violating federal employment law. That's why they're not bragging about it. They, you know and I know darn well, they would be bragging about it if they could, but they can't because it's against federal law. This is so ripe for a federal investigation, it blows my mind. They're not giving up on DEI. They're just not talking about it because they know it hurts them with shareholders. They're not abandoning DEI. They're changing the name. They're not bragging about their racial discrimination. They're not bragging about it because they know they're breaking the law. This is so right for a federal investigation. The Democrats will never investigate this. You put a Republican back in the White House, this should be a day one investigation into corporations racially discriminating in this country. You can say it's necessary for diversity. You can, but if you say that, you have to change the law. You cannot ignore the law. And too many people who get upset when one side decides to ignore the law are perfectly fine in this case. You can't ignore the law. You have to live by the law. And these companies don't want to talk about how they broke the law. Now, before I get out of here, I want to tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Uh, no, not the thunderstorm. I want to tell you about the fan. The fan is the thing that, you know, I've, I've told you about the air purifier for a while, and we couldn't talk about the fan because they were having supply chain problems like everyone else was when they were developing the fan. Well, now they've got the supply chain resolved, and you can get this great air purifier, well, air, air heater fan from Eden Pure. It doesn't use bulbs. You don't have to keep replacing bulbs. It uses copper coils. And it heats up, and it generates heat and airflow up to 33 feet. It can warm a room up to 1,000 square feet. It can also cool a room by circulating air rapidly and quietly. It does so very quietly. It's got several speeds. It's very lightweight. It's easy to move. You can angle the fan. I've used this on my front porch, which you're not supposed to. It's an indoor thing, but it worked on my front porch. You can do it too. It's the Eden Pure 360 air fan. It heats, it cools, it, it can heat up a room, cool down a room. It does so quietly. It's great. It's electric. You just plug it in and it works. You can get over $25 off the lowest price at EdenPureDeals.com. You use the discount code ERIC360, E-R-I-C-K 360. You go to EdenPureDeals.com and you, you put in ERIC360 
You get the Eden Pure 360 heater cooler fan for $25 off the lowest price, and you get free shipping. Again, it's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC360. You can follow Eric around on social media at EW Erickson on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And check him out at EWErickson.com. Want Eric's weekly recipes? They're super delicious. Text recipe to 33777 now. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Todd, I'm going to take you as the last caller today. Welcome. Thanks so much, Eric. I uh, love your show. Uh, I appreciate you talking about what you were just talking about with um, you know, discrimination in the, in the workforce. The question I have for you is I've been applying for jobs now for about the last year, and as a white male, I go and see exactly what you're talking about. I have to go and put down on every application. They ask whether or not I, you know, what my race is, what my gender is. Shouldn't that be not allowed? I, I, why should uh, they I, have to know? Shouldn't it just be, you know, whoever's best for the job to get the job? Yes. This, this is a, a phenomenal quirk of U.S. labor law. You're not allowed to discriminate. But employees or employers are required to collect the the racial data um, to report to the government uh, demographics of corporations. That, so that they they're required to collect this data. They don't necessarily have to do it in the job approval the job application process. But let's be honest, what's going on here is they're using it to weed out the forums. They're 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 looking at the forum. You check your your white and your male, and they push you to the side. And they come up with other reasons to say they're pushing you to the side. The problem is there. I guarantee you, there are going to be situations that are uncovered where a highly qualified person was pushed to the side for someone less qualified, uh, and the decision was made based on the racial data on the form. That's discrimination, y'all. That actually is discrimination. And and I realize it's hard to wrap your mind around if you're non-white to say, well, but but we've been they've been treating us like this forever. John Roberts of the Supreme Court said the the solution to stop discriminating is to stop discriminating. The way to stop discriminating is to stop discriminating. If you're just doing it well, they had their day. Now we have our day. You're still breaking the law. You can't do that. Now, I know that there are people out there on the left who think this we've got to do this because we've got to diversify the Fortune 500. But you can't do that through illegal discrimination. I, I can't make it more clear that it is against the law to discriminate based on race in this country, and that includes against white people. That's the law of the 50 states and of the federal government. And it is pretty clear the for, the S&P 100 have been doing just that, discriminating against white people to boost the numbers of non-white people instead of looking at the qualifications and criteria of qualifications. And there should be a federal investigation. It's time for the House of Representatives to look into this. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.